I did just have to feed Cody that line because he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, bu- I, I, like, I paused a second to build up the, the, the moment and the dramatic tension. So excited and he had I was wondering if Dad just paused there. I was hoping that with the new haircut he was going to take on this new persona and do the intro himself. But I guess. Let's hear it, Dad. That's the voice of Ali Trost. You didn't Ali, wait, Ali's here. Oh my gosh, I miss one. I miss one podcast, and everyone acts like I ran away. No, we're just home. we just have to give you crap. <laughs> and it was your night to bring stuff to drink. What's up? Me? Yeah. No one told me. Yeah, we decided that right before you got here. You didn't. Well, if you, you had told yeah. me, I could have stopped at the store. Well, they were going to tell you, but I said it would take even longer for you to show up. Ah, you guys set that one up perfectly. I see. There we go. There we go. There it is. Ali's never late. No, and I'm. We're happy you're back, Allie. Always on time. <laughs> All right. Allie time. Allie time. <laughs> but yes, guys, Thad got a haircut, and more importantly, Graham Zusi noticed it. Yes, he did. I I'm not sure if I'm really complimented or Man a crush, little worried. What? I mean, he noticed it with a hat on too. He had to lift his hat up to confirm. Wow. And to make this even more of a impressionable thing, I saw Thad just two days ago, or a day ago, yesterday. I saw Thad yesterday <laughs> with the a hat conference? on at the press conference. Uh-huh. The one didn't where Graham recognize- noticed it. The one where Graham noticed it, and I didn't notice And I can probably bet that I probably see Thad more frequently than Graham does. So, Graham Graham's known me a lot that. longer than you have. Mm, yeah, but yeah. I think I would notice if he got a haircut. Graham is astute. <laughs> what's astute <laughs> so is it weird enough. if your girlfriend asks you if oh, you God. were gay what sporting player would you date <laughs> she asked me that yesterday and I'm like what <sighs> well you don't have to what? phrase it like that but yeah. uh yeah <laughs> that's the way she phrased it I was like what like, so no alright you brought it up so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that, what you was could have your, not gone further out of your way to answer that, that question. There's no way you're not, not going to answer that. I didn't answer it to her. I ain't going to answer it to you. You can't bring it up and, fra- and frame yeah. it that way and then not answer it. It's Tim, it doesn't isn't work it? That way. Tim? Okay, so we'll not. Let's all, all phrase it differently. Okay. She phrased it poorly. Man crush. No, no, no. <laughs> I still want. I still want to leave. I want to. I want to have something there. Who is? Who is the most objectively attractive man <laughs> on the Sporting Kansas City roster? Hey, if I'm going to answer this, all you are going to answer this. I'll answer. I'm, I'm secure <laughs> in my sexuality. <laughs> Cody, like, has an answer prepared. All He's right. been thinking about it. He's been thinking about it. I don't know. Okay, I lied. I told her. Matt Beasler. Okay, okay. I know your type now, Bob. I see you. <laughs> going for the hometown hero, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thad, you're next. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> Objective. Okay, I think I know mine. You know yours. Go ahead. I'm still. 
I, I'm trying to narrow it down. I feel like I'm like forgetting someone, but I feel like objectively speaking, Johnny Russell is probably the the most debonair guy we have, right? Maybe not debonair. I guess he's probably not debonair, but he's he's rough. He's like manly, right? Cody okay. likes tattoos. Mm. I yeah, talked to him about tattoos the other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Dad. I'm gonna go last because I think. It's funny. <sighs> No. Chris kinda, is the one that counts. You're kind of <laughs> disqualified, but anyway. Oh, I'm gladly disqualified. <laughs> Carrie's a Vagnon. <laughs> Carrie's a good-looking guy. That's a good answer. Quality answer. That means I know. That means Thad's thought about this. Yeah, for like a while. Yeah, the last me. 30 seconds. Okay. I, I ran into Zavagnon's wife, Miriam, who I know very well for years after the game the other night, and. And we started talking, and I was asking about her brother, and I said, you know, is your brother coaching? Because I've seen her brother's name in coaching ranks, I think, for uh, the athletics or somebody. I don't know who it was. Michael Cleary. And she goes, uh, no, my husband's the soccer coach, not my brother. I was like, oh, come on. I know your husband is the soccer coach. But no, I've seen your, your brother's name. She's like, no, he doesn't coach. I was like, okay. It's like, nice. come on. She, anyway, she told everyone her true like thoughts of you there. How little she thinks of you and <laughs> answering guess. that question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have like like I was insulted. This. I was like, yeah, what? Okay, okay Allie. So, Allie's gonna answer now. I thought we. Were, I thought we agreed. I was disqualified from this. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, might as well. Oh, no, wait, it, no, it was not unanimous. Okay, wait. What do you? What is? What does everyone think my answer is? Your your well, we old school shall one we. was always uh, okay, was yeah. always it's Graham Zuzi. Yeah. yeah, come on, I know Zeus. you. I got you. Oh, okay, not Charlie. Okay, when I was like fifteen or sixteen, watching the World Cup, I was like, he's so cute with his dreads, and I'll never <laughs> never forget it. Okay, there you go. Now that we've got to the real hard hitting stuff for this podcast, right? We should jump into the big news for the week. The announcement, all the signings, they signed everyone on the team to an extension, <laughs> I think. Two of the four podcast crushes were re-signed. Thank Yay! goodness for that, huh? Whoa. Ilya signed, Espinoza signed, Beesler signed, and Zussi signed. For how long? We, we, don't, we don't know that. At multi-year years. Multi-year contracts. At least two. Okay, multi-year. Yes. That's cool. That's something. Zussi did say he would be here for a few more years. But see... To me, multi means more than two because two would be like like a dual. Well, yeah, yeah. But by definition, but if they're right. gonna give us, I'm saying more than two. Okay, I'm saying two for some of them. Okay, yeah. I say more than two for all of them. <laughs> who do you who do you think's less than? No, everyone's three? A, everyone's at least two. But I'll be surprised if they gave Roger more than that. <laughs> He's the oldest of the bunch, right? My guess is I two. <laughs> My guess is for at least a couple of them, it's two and an option, and yeah. then okay. maybe an, the another one of the veterans would be three and an option, and then Ilya is probably four. Yeah, I mean that would make. The most but the sense. true question but I think is, has, like, or the three long, and an option Beesler for him too. Beasler of like Zusi, Beasler, and Espinosa would have the longest, I would imagine. Beasler, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would agree because he's the that spot's the most likely to have longevity. Right. But the real question is on that is, okay, how much are they being paid? That's going to impact how many years it's probably too. Right. And how long that they could get Ilya to agree to stay here. Do we think <laughs> that Roger, Zeus, or Beasler broke a million or no? 
Close? Has to be close. Well, Roger's at 800 this year. Yeah. 800 and some change, right? Yeah. I, d- I doubt anyone's at a million. They're probably getting close, though. Yeah, close. But that's, you know, the four of them, you know, that'd be four million bucks right there. So let's go to Chad's article. Are you guys saying that even though sporting really had them over a barrel free agent-wise, you think they got significant raises instead of mild raises? I'm not saying that. I'm just posing a question here. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. We don't. No one knows the numbers, and no one knows. Yeah, the then length. nobody's ever going to say speculation. And I did ask why this they broke uh, their tradition the last couple of years for not posting the actual length of contract, and it was kind of suggested that they were told not to this time. And I said, would it be because you wouldn't want to cause a conflict with one player getting two years and one player getting three? And the answer was, well, you know, we don't know why that would be, but you know, it could be. Hmm. So yeah. that's accurate, partial information. Right. What's what that is saying there is, if they announced all of the all of the years that went along with this, then the questions would come: Why did this guy get three and this guy got two in the press conference? I mean, if they had have done them like all a week apart, that would be a completely different right. story. Right. But all of them together, because yeah. And some kudos to Sporting's PR group. I mean, a player re-signing his news, but it's kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. But then, so they made this whole big major announcement thing, and then it was like, okay, Beasler's resigned. Okay, Espinosa's resigned. Okay, no, well, it's going to be Zussi next, right? Yeah. Nope, it's Ilya. And then it's Zussi. So I like the way that they did they, it. I was... I yeah. mean, I was refreshing my Twitter. I was on the edge yeah, of the seat. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but yeah. I was excited. Yeah, so they, they, they announced one an hour the, that morning, and they did a good job of building up some nice excitement and actually getting a lot of TV cameras out there. Yeah, there's a good showing out at the press conference. Ali, were you implying that Sporting's um, motto now is accurate partial information? <laughs> <laughs> I think that they adopted it right. in, in this one instance from... Shades of Blue podcast. Okay. They're rubbing off. We're rubbing off on them. Yes. That was my suggestion. Isn't that like the goal of all PR, though, is accurate partial information? That's yeah, I, I guess it's yeah. right. Yeah. It's or like partially here's what accurate. Actually, what the class is titled, I think. However <laughs> you see fit. Yeah. Partially accurate information. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, well done to the team. I'm happy to see all of them here. I kind of figured Roger was going to be gone. I thought he was the most likely. Yeah. 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 No, I was I was happy to see all four of those guys. I know Elias was kind of a different situation, but I thought one thing that was interesting in the press conference was that Peter said that the talks of at least Zussi, Beasler, and Roger re-signing has been happening since beginning of the season. So that was something that I. Yeah, and the the other interesting part to it is he brought he suppo- he said. And it was a little confusing in the way it was worded, but it was basically implied that, or said that, uh, that he brought all three of them in to talk to him all at the same time. Yeah, that like was... as a group, we I want we want to bring you all back. It'll take some time. Don't mm-hmm. worry. And that's I think they a couple of them mentioned that they were told you know it'll take some time. Don't worry, we're gonna resign you. Because um, like one of the questions to Zussi was, did you ever think about maybe going somewhere else? He's like, no. They yeah. they said we'd be resigned, so <laughs> it's not a worry. Right. Well, and I feel like <laughs> for all three of them. I mean, at this point in their career, never playing for another MLS team, it's like, why would you want to leave? Like, you've almost made Kansas City, especially if you look like if you're looking at Beasler and Zeus, 
you've made Kansas City so much of your home here, having never left for 10 years, that, you know, why, what would be the incentive to go? What would be the appeal to go to just another MLS team? And, or, or or anywhere else. Or anywhere, like, yeah. There's not like a big club is going to come for any of them at this point. So, No, I mean, they're big clubs looked at them before. I mean, you know, yeah. Roger went to Wigan. Not that that's right. a big club, but I mean bigger than MLS clubs. Right. Beesler and had he, his saga. Yeah. yeah. And Espinosa even said he's like, I've, I've seen other places and he had no desire. But I, I would say I'd agree with Bob that of the everyone re-signed, he was the most likely to have not been amongst amongst that foursome there. He's still probably the most expensive of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And did you say, Bob, like, you were, surpri- or did you were surprised that they got Ilya to sign the multi-year contract? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not surprised by that at all. Okay. Well, I thought somebody Honestly, kind of was like, well, I, how'd they get Ilya to I wonder, signs? though, like, if there has been a little bit of a fire lit, because he's obviously, you know, under Vermees and the rest of the coaching and sporting Kansas City – club as a whole to re-sign him because he's had such a successful last year since he's been here and you know try to give him an incentive to stay and Peter even said that he feels that the club does a very good job in incentivizing their players compensating them correctly and I think Elie was one of those players that they like hey we want to keep him around and he deserves a nice pay grade so yeah no not conversely when they don't want to keep a player around they don't hesitate for that too long either right (laughs) so they make um, that very clear. Sporting does a good job of being proactive, I think. Yeah. No, but I think Elie, I think as in terms of being a perfect fit, I couldn't picture a better person for that position. And he loves Kansas City. Like, he loves being with the club, and you can just tell that in every conversation or just watching him play any instance. Yeah, I don't think it was hard to convince him to sign a multi-year contract to stay. Um, and the other thing from that press conference is I think each one of them in some way or – Another mentioned the culture of the club and how they all felt like there was still more left to do. It's not like yeah. Beasler is, oh, I'm I've done my thing and I'm signing a contract to end my career. And he's like, no, we're still trying to do everything we can. And you know, he kept reiterating, like anytime somebody talk try to talk about the past, he's like, I'm just mm-hmm. doing everything I can today. Right. Or even too, another thing that was getting brought up was like, oh, like this being kind of that like last phase for them. And they were even kind of addressing, like, you know, this isn't what we see as, like, a last phase. This is just the next step. Yeah. With that, you know, step afterwards even being still kind of in question or unknown. So I think that the attitude and mentality of all four was very promising just kind of going forward. Beasler even mentioned this is the second half of his career. Yes. <laughs> so not, anything, not the last couple of years, the second half. So we will half. see him in his 40s, everybody. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because earlier in the year he told me he wanted to play until he was in his 40s. Yeah, but come December when Vermees is announced as the U.S. coach, it's all going to come tumbling down for him. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> no. I don't think that's going to happen. But hey. <laughs> Actually, I saw today why it won't happen. Because <laughs> a uh, report today was that all the U.S. coaches will reside in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not leaving here is what you're saying? No. <laughs> okay, well, the core of our team is back. Uh, and that team fell to the red-hot Seattle Sounders, as much as that hurts me to say. Does anyone have any thoughts on that game? It feels like a long time ago now. Besides just, like, 
bullshit is how it's like, <laughs> like my word. And when things are going your way, Seattle, things keep going your way. Well, right, Seattle. but but everything was going Sporting's way, too, for the last four games, right? Uh, well, it, not in this particular game. I'm yeah, to, I know. Yeah, it's just they, they're and... the ones that came out of this just like their hot streak overrode ours. <laughs> yeah. And if it wasn't in Seattle, it probably would have been different. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they got any home cooking. It's just being on the road and on turf and exactly. Oh, yeah. that that that, oh, that deflection, that goal would just hurt to see. And I don't. The penalty was nonsense, if you ask me, or it was very weak. So it was the red card for Marshall, but right. Yeah. It, it was a red card. It was it was a penalty cause, just because the way they're calling penalties. I mean, I I hate. I actually do kind of hate the way they call penalties because Ike was jumping. He wasn't necessarily blocking, and it hit his arm. He was actually, you know, trying to get to where he was thought it was a lower shot, and he was trying to jump to to block it. It went up, hit his arm. But the way they're calling it, it's it's a penalty. So I mean, yeah. it's consistent. That's that's fair. And the call on Marshall, from one angle, yeah, completely looks like crap. But from another angle, it was cleats to yeah. a knee. Oh, I agree. And I it, agree. And the the kind of the factor that for me personally that leans towards that being a legit red is it wasn't his left knee that Marshall hit, it was his right knee. So he came all the way across yeah. Russell's body to hit the inside of the planted leg. You know what I mean? So that's oh, yeah. that's where it was much more dangerous in the, the angle. So. But my heart didn't skip a beat when Johnny went down because that's not what I was concerned about. The way he landed on his left leg looked awkward to me. I was like, uh-oh. But thank goodness that wasn't the case. But. Okay. That's enough of that one, right? Hey, I wish I could score I'm fine. Oh my gosh! On that, on that yeah. little fury up this up the field, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was standing up. <laughs> Sporting did have their chances. They did outplay Seattle pretty much most of the game, except for probably about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the better team in every regard, except the the goals scored. The one problem with that, because normally you're like, hey, okay, that's a fluke game. Problem with that is you could say that about a whole lot of games last year, especially towards the end of the year. So. Just put that little inkling thought in there of the collapse. And also, um, one thing is, all three goals came Zuzi's side. They were clearly attacking Zuzi's side. Thought there was a mismatch there, but yeah, Zuzi didn't have the best game. But. Eh, all three goals. I mean, the own goal is hard to like blame that on something. Yeah, but he got split the first two goals, and yeah, he actually slid. Knowing, uh oh, I'm about to get split and just missed it on one. But yeah, I think they were definitely seeing there was a mismatch there, perhaps. If it, it was grass, he would have got that ball. Probably. <laughs> okay, well, I was fine with just uh, ignoring that game and acting like it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Well, for us, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was a pretty quick discussion. <laughs> and still unbeaten in August. So it's all good. It's and all Rubio good. scored again. And Rubio. That's like the biggest thing coming out of that game is that is Rubio's <laughs> hot streak gonna end anytime soon. Sporting's yeah. may have, but Diego <laughs> Rubio's is still, to our knowledge, going fast and furious. He did miss the one rest a little later. But yeah, yeah. Gotta that's give him one, and that's two. I mean, because if he had made that and I could have made the one that he had the opportunity on, yeah. it's a tie Different game and everybody game, yeah. walks away. And yeah, cool. But <laughs> actually, I'm gonna add one more thing to that game. Uh, Toledo, Toledo, Baltimore. I don't always think he's a great ref, but sometimes he has. <laughs> hey, I'm trying though. It's not nearly as bad as <laughs> Bob Zlatan. No, hey. um, no, you didn't say Zlatan. I know. Hey, I got it fixed. Um, Zoltan. So anyway, the rules for um, 
refs after games is you can submit questions like you know in writing three questions and one follow-up after they answer them they get 15 minutes to write an answer uh toledo and his refing crew actually called the pool reporter into the room and showed them the video of what why they made that call and talked to them so kudos to to the ref whatever his name is and i've i would like to encourage the rest of MLS to do the same. It would make the communication a lot better and the understanding of what those calls are happening, right or wrong, I mean, you know, that's that's the way it should be. Righto. So we have... Righto Toledo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toledo. Toledo, righto, torpedo. Cody, <laughs> back to you. Thank you for that, Allie. <laughs> was that like free thought poetry there or what? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I actually had to write a lot of poetry at work recently, so my brain may be a little bit. Uh, like free word point. association? Free association. That is yes. a thing, yes. Anyway. Cody, do you feel like you've lost control of this podcast? I lost control long ago, but it's okay. ever have control. Yuri and Dom are coming back to Kansas City. Yay. <laughs> for yay for Yuri. Yay. yay for Yuri. For Dom, it's eh, eh. You don't like Dom? I mean, thanks for your time here. The goals he scored. But he was, it always seemed like he was like ready to go. Didn't it? Like a little bit. I agree with you. He's always a little on the edge there, wasn't he? And uh, he should have scored more. So He had a lot of opportunities. So are we leading or I think we're leading or or, or not yet? I just I, the what the focus there was more yay for Yuri coming back. Okay. All right. Then anti Dom. But so uh, the mainland podcast I was on yesterday asked me the question, what will Dom's reception be when he comes back? And I'm like, well, it'll probably be a little mixed. I mean, people like the fact that he was here and they don't hate him for being traded. Um, but he'll be an opponent, so he'll catch crap. So Right. Well, and I also think it helps that this is coming kind of later in the season. Had this been early, you know, March, you may get a little stronger of a reaction. I don't think people are as are going to be as hung up per se as they may have been if it had been earlier this season that he had been a uh, back at Children's Mercy Park. That's that's a point I made in that podcast also. He'll, huh. he'll get it's like an, I was listening. He'll get an applause. People will people will clap for him. So, but if he scores? <laughs> and if he scores, and probably will score just because that's the way things work storyline-wise, will he celebrate? Like, Yeah. Or will yeah, he have the question. respect for the previous team kind of thing? Dom will celebrate. Celebrate for sure. And he probably Let's will score. So. some inappropriate notes. <laughs> the, the podcast asked me, you know, my prediction. I always, you know, how much I love predictions, right? So I told them that uh, I figured it would be a 2-1 win for Sporting. I said there would be a red card. It would be Dom because he would get a second yellow. <laughs> After he scored, he would rip off his shirt because he'd have some shirt underneath of it. You shouldn't have traded me, and that would be his second yellow. It would be the red. <laughs> no, he wanted out of here, I think. But are we going to go to our is or isn't here, Cody, or is that going off the board? Yeah, that's next. Go for All it. All right. All right. So... I was going to give you a good intro, but yeah, oh, you, oh, you hey. did it yourself. Go for it. Oh, Go for it. Go I, no, you missed your chance. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we started the cast with you know three probable sporting legends being re-signed in Beasler, Espinosa, and Zuzi. 
my is or isn't is, is, is Don Dwyer worthy of being sporting legend or no? Or isn't he? Sorry, I screwed that up. Cody's like, you do it every time. Damn it. <laughs> is he worthy of being a sporting legend or isn't he? Okay, who, who goes first? You. Okay, you're itching to, so. No. Cody okay. says no. Why? I'm going to go with the correct construct and say isn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, isn't all around. All right, so why, Mr. Thad? Okay, let's look at the stats real quick. Dom, 128 games played, 57 goals, 9 assists, 2 Open Cups, 1 on MLS Cup. Wait a second. That's all. That's across all competitions? No, that's just MLS. Well, still, he only had 9 assists the whole time. Well, I'm glad you said that because right behind him in goals, well, not right behind him, Arno and Wolf scored 43. That's 14 behind in, in many more games, but they also have 35 and 26 assists apiece. So their assists hmm. are significantly larger, even though it's much more game. Many more well, games. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead in front of Thad because he's just gonna take my answer. I'm sure to some extent. Go for it. Uh, my go ahead, go ahead. my thing. I I go ahead. fully acknowledge the Say rate it. at which he scored goals, and mm-hmm. that was very good. It was better than we've seen here. Almost but won every other game. Almost every other game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it should be said that there's a, a goal scorer in this league right now that is every single game he's been in MLS, he has, has scored a goal plus, <laughs> technically. Anyway, I, I get he scored quicker and at a rate that we should appreciate, faster than anyone in, on this team in history. But we also watched and saw that he could have scored twice that number. And we, we all threw our hands up and discussed as much as he did on the field. And... The whole point about the assists is he didn't combine. He wasn't a team player in that regard. He wasn't good at that. So, like you mentioned, Arnaud and Wolf. Arnaud was a guy who was with the team forever, gave everything to this team until he had to go, right? Wolf was never a like team player. He came and scored goals, and he got some assists and stuff like that. He was a good player, but he wasn't so much a great team player. Arnaud... He deserves to be a sporting legend kind of guy, right? Just because he gave his all, whether he whether he is or not, that's you know you can make that argument. Kansas City likes those guys, but Dom was never, uh, you know, he was always like, yeah, if you you know if you don't like me here, I'll go somewhere else, kind of guy, right? Now he was happy being here when he was scoring goals and when his wife was here. So I think he was actually happy. I think there was about a year there he was actually happy. He liked it, but I do. I think it was always in his plan that he was going. Somewhere else, if not Orlando, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he thought he was going to England. Right, yes. Because, you know, but so it, it, he, again, all due respect to his ability, he he was actually much better shot than people give him credit for, especially early on. But, you know, a lot of his antics about, you know, he'd get touched by little guys and fall over and just things like that that it was hard to defend at times. Yeah, that's a good point. He was hard to defend at times, like as a fan, not as well as a defender too sometimes. Yeah, both ways. Yeah. I think you guys make a good point that I think a lot of it has to do with the demeanor, the attitude. Mm -hmm. Look at a Mo Johnston. He didn't score that many goals, et cetera, but he's a legend because of what he gave to the team. He gave everything, you know, when he came here. So I think that's a big factor. And what I kind of think about is if you were to ask Peter Vermees who he would – consider as a legend i don't think he would put dom dwyer in that category for that reason though bob (laughs) yeah is that it's it's the full package it's not just 
the effort on the field. It's much. It's as much off the field. And it, that was another thing tying back into the press conference. That was something Peter harped on was that these guys aren't just guys who contribute on the field. It's what they do off the field in the community, just in the locker room with the team on all aspects of the game that makes them so crucial and integral as a part of this team and the system. So I think for that reason alone, yeah, like Cody was saying, you can recognize his success and the frequency in which he scored, but no. Didn't exactly exemplify the core values like the others have. So do you have your answer? (laughs) Oh, I was asking you guys. I pose these questions to you guys. I I agree with you guys. I agree. Now, flip it, though, you started that off with three guys recently re-signed that will probably be sporting legends. Are they? I have no doubt that those three should, deserve, and, and will be sporting legends. Yeah, those three all will get it for sure. And Ilya will earn it eventually. Oh, yeah, if he hasn't, like, almost yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's going to take a little while longer, but yeah. Yeah, as much as I like Ilya, he's not earned sporting legend status no, yet. No. All, and that, that's I'm someone who thinks that they give out sporting legends too easily but i agree i agree who who got it too easily i'm just saying already there are too many names on that list like when this team is a hundred years old there's gonna be like nine thousand players on that <laughs> list well there needs to be like a fixed criteria there needs to be a certain number of years there needs to be a certain number of accolades but which can change per position yeah. there needs that, to be like a, a report card <laughs> that goes in the face of what we just talked about though Exemplifying the core values despite your stats. Yeah. 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 So, the in defense of them in this case of having a lot of them up there already is they had some history to catch up. You know, so I would actually kind of argue with Peter Ramiz being up there because he's an active coach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put him up there as a player. Okay. He definitely deserves to be up there because of what he's done as a coach and as a builder in this organization. Absolutely no well, that's doubt. That's why there. he shouldn't be up there yet. Exactly. I, I would agree with that one. I don't, I'm not going to argue it really hard, but yeah, I mean, he, I don't think he should be up there just yet. Um, but I don't know who else would be up there. I mean, well, so, Klein. Okay. So like, yeah. Klein is up there. Literally, if we're, if we're talking about like condensing it down, I would say like Preki might be literally the only one right now. In, in my head of what you want to call a sporting legend, I, if I think it was as difficult as it should be, Preki and then Peter Vermees in a few years whenever he leaves. Maybe Chris Klein. Well, we got to give Lamar Hunt. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Bob Gansler. Eh. Yeah. Okay, eh. now I had this thought too. Lamar when I Hunt, was, yeah. Preki, when was, yeah. When I was writing my article is the fact that MLS has changed so much and we've changed to sporting, which is up the ante in many ways, also impacted the what a player has to do to be a legend now. In this era, do you think? Well, it didn't if they were just if they were giving them to all the Wizards guys, right? But for the guys who are playing now, is it harder? Is it more difficult? But should it? Yeah, be? it should be. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have to be. Or we're going to run in, out of room. <laughs> or in five years, like everyone on the roster is going to be as good as like MLS was at this point. You know. Well, yeah, they're going to have to like add a little, a lot more rectangles. They're going to make them smaller and. Yeah. All that stuff. It, I I think that's actually going to you know have to right. happen sometime in the next couple decades. But. Well, and I feel like that's 
the same with any sport though it's like as the sport grows as it becomes more popular as more people begin playing the sport as the sport expands there's going to be more competition better players higher caliber you're going to have to you know hey it's not everyone gets a participation trophy you can't all can't all get your name on the banner but now cody aren't you a big jimmy conrad fan yeah, I am. But Does so, he deserve? Did he deserve his sporting? I legend? guess. Well, yes, because the the criteria that they're using, yes, yeah. Jimmy Conrad for sure belongs. Okay. But I'm just, I guess, I'm just thinking of like I kind of touched on it there. I realized my point here. In when if MLS is going to become one of the best leagues in in on the planet, then at a certain point, half of the roster for every MLS team is going to be as good as. Jimmy Conrad ever was. You know what I mean? <laughs> better. Like, yeah, oh, better. I didn't want to be mean, Thad. Thad said better. I helped him out. Uh, but yeah, that that's that point stands there, right? Do you like you guys understand what I'm saying? By oh that? yeah. But, okay, so I'm gonna counter that a little bit though. In any sport, I mean, if you took Barry Bonds and put him up against Babe Ruth, I mean, Barry Bonds was a better player, athlete, et cetera, than Babe Ruth was. But if you put him in the same era, I mean, Bonds would have been slamming that ball out of every park, okay? It's because of the era they were in. So well, Mo Johnson, that's different than just Precky. quality of league. Era is different than just like but it's a, it wasn't anywhere close. To, like Major League Baseball, when when throughout the whole time, has always been the best league. Yeah, but and that's the... That's it's just part of it. Humans are getting better, is all that. <laughs> but that's also part of it, too. LeBron I mean, James, guys. Like, yeah, like, come on. We're, we're talking... Like, we're talking about guys from 20 years ago that, you know, some of them were smoking and drinking and stuff still before games, right? In the outfield. Right, you, just, you just compare that to Barry Bonds like, and Jimmy Babe Mielsen Ruth, which is way longer ago. than 20 years. <laughs> I know, but it's because of the league changing. It's part of, like, kind of the analogy is that it needed to be that much of a difference. But also, I mean, I agree in the sense that, like, it shouldn't be just, like, obviously there's going to be a difference in era and you know, how good the players are coming out of that era based on the resources and just the overall physicality that they possess coming from that era. But it's like not every era can produce 15 (laughs) of a high high quality or that can be held at the same standard. All right. So, I mean, we could talk about this. We don't have to. But is Matt Beasler a better back than Jimmy Conrad? Yes. Well... I was really young for Jimmy Conrad. I mean, I watched him, but I don't know. I, I In my head, Matt Beesler feels better. I agree. I concur. At Jimmy's best, him and Matt were pretty close. Okay. Um, Jimmy, I think, dropped off sooner than Matt has. So at the end, Jimmy was not so great. Um, and again, love Jimmy Conrad. Come on the show anytime, dude. Yes. <laughs> come, come on the show and Dad dispute us. Loves Jimmy, Jimmy likes to keep it real. Okay. He knows. Um, but the last couple of years, he was not a great defender. Okay, Matt's not had that drop off yet, so maybe we haven't been able to make that comparison. Matt's lasted longer. Matt's had a, um, I'd say, more success across everything, right? And it, there's, without going into a ton of stories, I would just, I would definitely say yes. Matt is the better one at this point. Okay. Now, if we're going to keep talking about sporting legends, which I know Cody's not wanting to, you can go for it, man. But we, we with Beasler and Zusi, they have you know an MLS Cup, uh, three Open Cups, right? Between yes, a, a piece. Um, Roger has two Open Cups, right? Two or three Open Cups, two. Okay, but he left before that one MLS Cup, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so 
you know, he's quality is there and hopefully he gets an MLS cup and it makes it easy to say, yes, he's one of the sporting legends, but there's another guy that matches up with Beasler and, and Zussi Sinovic. Is he a sporting legend? What do you mean he matches up with them? MLS cups, open cups. Well, uh, being on a roster of a team that won it isn't necessarily how you get to become a sporting legend. It's a damn good start for the criteria, though. All right, okay. Steve Kerr won as many championships as Michael Jordan. Are they on the same? Are they on the same level? <laughs> I didn't say they were on the same level, but being a sporting legend, he has a good start. He's not. He has a lot of other boxes to check off before he, I think, would get that same status. What what boxes? Um. Well, first of all, well, games played, minutes played, games started. I don't know. Do you have a lot of those going? other guys. All star, not to mention uh, defender of the year, candidate, winner. Those two. Fair enough, but I do think that he's at least okay, in the conversation. And, and, okay, there. but also compared to Zussi, chances created coming out of, like as a wing back, he has nowhere near the same number as Graham Zussi. Like there's just. There's a lot of criteria, but you can't compare them exactly because it's going to be different things. Well, no, you but. can't compare them exactly, but you, you, uh, you're you not going to get the same number of chances created from Beasler either. Seth right. was more a pure defender than an attacker, and he's always been more of a pure defender. If, if Seth Sinovic, I love Seth Sinovic. I, I, like, I do. Apparently you wouldn't date him. But, but if he is <laughs> in the conversation to be a sporting legend, then like it's lost all meaning he's not, for me. He's not, Cody. He's not. Thad is asserting so. But Thad is being Thad and throwing out a what if because he wants to promote discussion. He's got a great. little smirk on his face like he does when he's doing that. But also it feels real. I think he's being truthful about this. We were all touched by the article. I know we all read it about Seth's journey yes. to getting where he is now and the KC star and how he didn't necessarily have. I don't read the star. Okay. Well, you probably <laughs> maybe. There's didn't. a paywall. I skimmed it. It was a good article, though, because, I mean, obviously Seth didn't have the uh, the same kind of beginning as a professional slash collegiate soccer player that most of these sporting legends <laughs> yeah. kind of did. Great story. He's awesome. He's a grinder. Great player. Like, fun, fun for our team. Kansas City guy. Love it. Not a sporting legend. He will be like... I can't believe this is even a conversation. <laughs> I can't believe how long we're talking about this. <laughs> You guys keep making the points. I'm, I haven't said anything for a while now. Yeah, you really haven't. We're just kind of you get us riled up, bad. <laughs> okay, let's talk about let's talk about the lineup this weekend because okay. everyone's gone. Seth and <laughs> everyone. Everyone's resigned and everyone's still gone. It makes yeah. no sense. Rubio is gone. Russell's gone. Shallowy is gone, and Ike is out on yellow card accumulation. And Lindsay. Uh, because yeah, he's with the U.S. U twenty. Yes, yeah. good for him. All Fortunately, right, we so have sporting we legend Seth Sanovic. Is, is Fontes stepping in? Is that the assumed? Yeah, he's got to be right. We're gonna see Fontes's Fontes first start. Andreu, Andreu's <laughs> first start. Right, and who's gonna be to their left? <laughs> It'll probably I could be go Seth somewhere Sinovic. right now, but I shouldn't. I'm not gonna. Okay, well, that's cool. I'm excited to see him. But I think the questions are up front. Definitely. The what we do without Russell and Shallowy. 
and Rubio. Well, I don't three. think there's any doubt that it's Gerso Namath in there somewhere in Croze. It's just a matter of where. Yeah, my I I'm guessing Nemo goes into the middle, Gerso on the left, and Croze on the right. Okay, why Nemo in the middle? Why not Croze and Nemo in the wing where he used to play? I'm gonna agree with Bob there. And so Croze in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, why'd they why'd they get Namath? Then, if he's not here to play, Stryker. I understand. I understand. I, I think in this unique situation, though, I don't think Croze would be as effective on the wing as Namath would be. I don't think Croze is an effective. Are we wing all player. we all looking back at the NYCFC first game of the year uh, and going, no, yeah, Croze on the I wing, no, so. no way, nope. Yeah, because he's exactly the same player he was that very yeah. first no, game that he no, ever played not, in MLS. No, that's not to say he's the same player by any means. I just think I'd that's, just that's giving Bob crap I'd for the over dramatics. It's human nature to do that. <laughs> yes, but I do think like I think we've all seen Croze's growth. Croze, Croze. We still don't really know what it is. Johan. I swear, Johan. Mm-hmm. I swear he said Croze, but I think whatever. Johan doesn't matter. Peter calls him Crozet. Yes, that's yes, he what, does. That's what I was just I about to say. We, well, see, like I would rather go for like Peter's. No, no, no. Peter's definitely wrong. He is. He's definitely wrong. Yeah, but Johan's not going to tell him that. Okay, <laughs> so Johan. He probably just calls him Johan. Okay, so Ali, your point is that Johan has grown. Johan has playing grown in the obviously middle. as a player, and I think mm-hmm. playing in the middle, I think that's where he's most comfortable. And I think he, because of his role in the central midfield kind of position, he would be more comfortable moving into a central forward position rather than going out on the wing. I think his skill set just fits better for that middle position with his speed and just his yeah everything. I think he just is more he's, he's best fit. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a, at least a couple other options, too, though. Uh, Shelton has been back to training for a couple weeks now. I don't think he's 90-minute game fit, obviously, because he was out for a couple months. Yeah, Shelton's not going to start, at least. Um, if anything, he would get, like, maybe 10, 5 minutes at the end of the game. So which would be but, good. Which would I'm be, just saying yeah, it, it it's good. an option. You you could always throw Busio in there on the wing because he's been mm-hmm. a winger. Um, so that's an option. Do we think... I know this may be a name we may have forgotten recently, but Belmar? Last week he was hurt, so I don't know if he's actually – I forgot to ask about him today to see if he was off the injury report, Mm -hmm. but he would be – he would be a possibility. Y'all, they signed a number nine. The guy that got Namath back. Well, he has to play. He wears no number doubt. nine. He has to play. He needs these minutes to get <laughs> accustomed back to the team, is? Cody. I agree, but <laughs> at some point, I just don't no, think a number I, nine is where he belongs right now I know, in this I, scenario. The point, the point you're making there definitely stands that uh, if the two of them have to play, mm-hmm. Croze and Nemo, then maybe let Croze go to the middle if he's going to be more comfortable there. I get, I get the point. But I'm definitely going to be, uh, if if I was in charge, I brought him in to be the striker. He's been itching to play striker to get a start. I would like to give him a start and see what he can do at striker. Yeah, because he hasn't done anything so far. And he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to do anything. How many times? On Russell's goal. How many times do we sit in this podcast and say uh, that we just need to give Rubio more time. Rubio, he's fine. He just hasn't had a start yet. He needs to get us some consistent starts together. Cody, good. He, he wasn't good enough to play in New England. Well, oh, so now sad. you're against the Nemo trade? What are you doing here? Now you're just now you don't even want him on the team? Well, Actually, I think I, think beauty, I was the most critical of him the whole time. But I think the beauty of the Nemo trade, although yes, he did come in to be the number 9, is that 
he does have experience playing on the wing with Sporting Kansas City, and I think that was yeah. the appeal for Peter Vermees because there is a little bit of a hesitation signing someone who's so specific to a certain position, especially in a system that he likes to play. Like, I think he would have liked in any person that he signed, especially Nemo, to have the option in a situation where his three primary <laughs> offensive starters are getting pulled up to their national team. Yeah. Now, I do hope that he starts and he scores like three goals and starts where? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't actually. matter. <laughs> um, Anywhere. Now, they'll switch. They'll start. One will start. On one side, well, and, then they'll, say, and then they'll switch. Namath could always switch to the center forward later if Busio comes on, for example. To the yeah. Or something. Um, but I, I could also see, because a lot of times we we think very rigidly about how Peter puts out the formations, and they're not nearly as rigid as what we we quite often talk about them. I could very easily see in this version of a 4-3-3, because I don't know who the defenders are uh, for Orlando right now. I can't – It's they're but they're bad. Uh, obviously, from their their record, but you could have Gerso out wide on one side, like negative on twenty one goal yes. differential. <laughs> but Gerso, you could have Gerso wide on the left. You could have Zusi making the runs up and down on the right side. But you could have Krause and Nemo both slide into the middle, so it'd be kind of like a four three one and two, not a not a true three up there. So you could they would Krause would be way slid in. He would be inside the eighteen if Nemo was in the middle, or vice versa. Krause could be in the middle, and Nemo could slide way in, and they would almost be like a you know that a two-striker pairing up there. Yeah, but that I think that question is probably definitely on Peter's mind this week, and if he does tell Nemeth that Krause is starting in the middle, I'm sure he'd be a little annoyed at it. Okay, well, can we get to the most important thing here? Mm-hmm. We need a result. I remember when I my article four three four three and three last ten games is what we need to get that second place. We're one and one since then, so that leaves three two and three. Four out of eight, eight games. We need we need four wins out of eight, right? Well, we need six results out of eight games. That's what three two and three is: three ties and three draw, uh, three wins. So that's six results in eight games. That all of a sudden kind of sounds a little bit like, eh, is that going to happen? So if we just say trap game out loud enough, <laughs> will that like reverse the effects? Trap game, trap game, trap. I don't know. So I'm worst sure case a scenario, Dom gets a hat trick, we lose. Uh, yeah. Get it all out there. Just, yeah. just say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> another Dom scores off another deflection off Zeusy's back, <laughs> uh, and we probably, will all be drinking next week. Probably a red card to Fontas, just because you know he drags oh, Dom down as he runs by or something. <laughs> Oh God, that'd be so bad. I can see Ike doing that actually. Well, Eric Palmer Brown. Ike won't be there, so luckily. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and we talked about Fonta starting. There is still the potential that he could start Didich just because Mm -hmm. uh, Didich is more familiar with the system, and we don't know how Fontas is far as uh, fitness for ninety minutes because he always likes to get guys in minutes before they have to start. Right. This may be the case where that doesn't happen though. He could be yeah. he could get the start. So. And then who knows, maybe it's Graham Smith. Like we <laughs> <laughs> Doghouse. Unlikely, but it's an option. So it's an option. We can't he's, at this point can't throw out many options. He's played okay for Swope Park the last couple games. Which is the only reason I say that. Fitness may be up for that reason. Yes. Boom. So all three of you Want Krause at center forward? Yes, sir. Uh, I can't speak for these two, but Ali, I know, agrees. 
Yeah, I think it's more likely. I think. It- no, 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 what you want, you would start him at center forward. In my mind, it's more likely. Yes. More likely is not what you in want. In my mind, yeah. Okay, more, more likely, likely is what, what I want. More likely is what Peter Vermees. More likely is, is what I want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, I, I want what I was start, said earlier with the one and two combo up there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so. but in the traditional system, not your... But he's still going to put it on Cody's the asking what I want, <laughs> yeah, not but, what I thought would happen. But he, Vermees is still going to come out with the lineup that looks like a 4-3-3, and someone's going to be marked as center forward. Yeah. And who would you want that to be? <laughs> I wouldn't care because okay, it wouldn't matter. All right, what about score predictions? Let's do that for fun. Dad, you predicted the Seattle game, right, didn't you? Didn't you say 3-1 and we'd score one of them? Actually, I think I did. I think he oh, said 2-1. Was it 2 I no, said 2-1. Still very close. I think it was 2-2 two, two, and then we would score like oh. three of them or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. I'll go first. I think it will be a 2-2 two, two draw, and I think Dom Dwyer will score both of the goal- goals for Orlando. Allie, you're dead to me. All right. <laughs> Hey, it's a result, Bob. Easy. Yeah. Uh, I think, and then I think Nemo will see his first goal, and then I don't know about the uh, the other one. But. I'm gonna say four to three. Awesome. Sporting gets a win. We got. We'll have a new center back, and there's going to be a penalty call in there. We're not gonna play as bad as giving up three goals, but they're gonna score three. All right. I, I, I've been influenced. And by Dom Cody. will not score. I'm going three to two, and Dom will score. But Ilya, we win. We win. Yuri will score. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> does Dom take their penalties? He does, right? I believe so. Yes, I believe so. I know he has, but I'm not sure if he does on a regular basis. That's another thing. Remember when Dom used to take penalties for sporting, and like you never really felt like it was going to go in? <laughs> Can you be a sporting legend if that's if that's the case? What about Benny Fellhopper? If that's how the people feel despite the result being... If- <laughs> Benny never missed, though. You never felt like it wasn't going to go in. When he Benny missed. That's actually one of the criteria. Oh, yeah, Benny missed. But he also went... It was like he... Do you not remember? He went like two and a half years without ever missing a penalty kick for Sporting Kansas City. And then he went like three months with not making one. I think... Benny no, will not be a sporting legend. I don't think anyone heard that because you're... Leaning back, reclining with his hands on his head like a <laughs> like he's in a recliner. <laughs> but no, I think he missed like two in a row. But Benny was Benny was lights out. Not a sporting legend. For the current criteria, Benny Benny's a legend for me. I disagree with the criteria, but <laughs> Okay, what's your prediction? Did you say one? I think I've said like three different predictions at this point. <laughs> we'll give your final answer. Two-two. Going with Allie, are you? Is Dom gonna score? Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we only have. Well, hey, maybe that's the one goal I didn't predict for Sporting. <laughs> I, I, all predictions are kind of goofy, just because you never like ball bounces so goofy. Sporting is the better team, clearly the better team, even with three guys out. They're also missing three or four players, call ups. And Yotan, Yutan, whatever the hell the guy's name is, I don't think they've like even gotten a result if he wasn't in the game. So, and they're they're on a hot streak, like two draws in the last four games. Woo-hoo. 
So yeah, they should win. Sporting should win. Swill Park Rangers should win against them. Burn. Wow. Okay, let's go to extra time. Pod, the, that, that part's done. We're going to extra time. <laughs> New segment. Keep going. Keep going. Where are these? Look at these two. Yotan. Yotan. Okay. Yeah. We have Peruvian midfielder. Okay. The two non-millennials were just checked out of the podcast there <laughs> to be honest. We're looking phone. up details. Trying to add to our partial information. Okay, well, extra time. I had the information let's, already. Let's talk about USA versus Brazil. Yanks. No, you guys don't want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm disappointed that there is no Eric Palmer Brown or any other sporting-related yeah, player. Yeah, um, what happened there? Why would Why would EPB's team be informed that he was called up if he didn't end up being called up? Maybe he turned it down? Or the, so that he, he or could, the team, maybe? Well, team can't technically turn it down. They can kind of, but... Um, although it is a friendly, maybe they can turn down a friendly. But anyway, the um, I think it's more likely that he's like, you know, it's better for me to try to get a starting spot than to go to a friendly that he sits on the bench for because there's our, you know, a couple guys ahead of him that have been playing. Hmm. So I mean, same like, uh, you know, Sergeant's got a knock or not Sergeant, uh, Pulisic's got a knock, so he's not coming. But that it happens pretty frequently. It's like players are like, yeah, I need to stay and try to win my spot. Sergeant's there though, isn't he? Yeah, Sergeant's yeah. Sergeant's supposed to be coming. Um, so yeah, but Pulisic is not because he had a, he got a knock. Is um, Brazil bringing anyone of notoriety? Some guy named Neymar. Oh, he is for <laughs> sure. Um, well, I don't don't let the Fox Sports ad confuse you because that also that they put it as Neymar versus Pulisic, who is not going to be there. So. <laughs> No. Look, I don't trust any media unless it's us. So, <laughs> but uh, that is to say, we are the most trustworthy. Even with partial accurate information, <laughs> accurate partial information, you're always getting the truth. It's not fake. Um, no, uh, Neymar was in the call-up list. So, is he coming for sure? I don't know, but I want to say Brazil had um, like nine or eleven of their World Cup players. Including Neymar and a couple of the other big guys. So like Gabriel Jesus is on the roster and all that. I don't remember who all was on it. I'm. Huh, I just I didn't really look into this. I was just kind of assuming that they were. It was a friendly. They were going to bring some scrubs. Mexico. One of them was bringing like 13 of their World Cup players, and one was bringing like 11 of the World Cup players. And I forget which one was which, but I want to say Brazil was bringing more of them. But I could be I could be wrong. I'm just. I am very excited for this game though. It's good to see. I think we're going to see some... Uh, we're finally going to start to be able to see players like uh, establish themselves. We kind of already have an idea, but I think now as they're in the middle of a season, I think we're... This is going to be good. I'm excited to see all these guys play together. Yeah, Brazil's roster's got some pretty big names on it. Like? Coutinho. Okay, well, if Coutinho's coming, then... Julian, Costa. All right. They're all on there. Was, we'll see that. It was a big chunk of their their World Cup team. Not everybody. They're they're I mean they're not coming with a full strength team either. So nobody's coming with a full strength team, but I'm yeah, but I'm excited to see all these young guys play. Um yeah, I'm really big fan of Weston McKinney and 
Sargent and Pulisic, which and, uh, and DeAndre Yedlin's walking with some swag now. He scored against the champs, scored against Pep's Man City. That's just so <laughs> awesome, and it was a pretty goal too. Yeah, I'm a Man City fan. And I was like, hell yes. I just want to see Yedlin like have a, a like solid year of performance. Like he seems well, like he, he did all last year. He straight killed it, killed it in the championship. Didn't he get hurt for a while though? I mean, it seems like he always gets hurt whenever it's like some crucial point in the season or something. He might have been hurt, but if you you could you could go find some English pundits that would tell you that he was like legitimately like the best right back in the championship, if not if not the best. That's that's good. I mean, I I think that this team is really young, but there is so much talent on this team, and there are, there's so many of them are playing at good levels in different places. And you know, yeah, you can say like Josh Sargent's only in the third division of Bundesliga or whatever right now, but he's going to get some time. Uh, Way has gotten a time with PSG already. You know, yeah, yeah they're not. Because uh, like that, that's going to be the fun one too. If uh, I wish I could go to the Brazil U.S. game because Way and Neymar and uh, another one of his teammates on Brazil, I can't remember who it is. You you know those better than I do, Cody. So you're supposed to like give me those answers. But, Sorry, I was looking something else up. Um, so anyway, they're all there. He'll he'll get to play against those guys. I think Way is going to be knocking on that door over the next year and getting a lot of time with them. Oh yeah, man. He already did earlier that. Wait, was it their first game of the season? He, he he came off the bench for the first game, started the second game. Yeah, started above Mbappe for that well, second he's, game. Mbappe was coming off injury, though. Yeah. That's why he got the time. And then so, he didn't play well, and then Mbappe came in and scored a brace. He played okay, just didn't like come in and like score. He so. was subbed out for a reason that game. Mm-hmm. But, yes, he is. There. PSG values him, for yeah. sure. Because I, I, a couple teams have made offers on him, and they said, yeah, no. Well, and it's not even just guys like that, like, Eric Eric Lehigh, Lashash is what his name looks like if you read it. Right, yeah. Like he's, you know, he plays for Hull City in in the championship, and that's just like, that's good stuff. Plays ninety minutes against yeah. like like th- that's that's something that's really good to see on this team, and I think a lot of people are gonna be kind of surprised at some of these other names that they don't yeah. really know as well. And he's a guy actually that I've always liked when he's played. Um, he's like had a couple bad moments here and there, but that was just inexperience. And but I thought he was a good player that deserved to get more time, if we had any competent like coaching over the last year. And uh, it's not even just like there's a lot of those other guys like that that, you know, everyone likes to talk about Sargent and Wea and Pulisic, and but there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys that are like grinding it out in in those lower tier European leagues and doing well and scoring. Yeah. Um, I can't. Sargent's my STL guy. Heck yeah, the almost homegrown player for sporting. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, or he was technically homegrown. Well, he, he was. They claimed him as a yeah. homegrown player, <laughs> but they didn't sign Found him it. as a homegrown player. Yeah, they get something for that though, right? Don't they? Mm-hmm. Or they just possess his rights still? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they might possess his rights, but oh. so only they, depending on how successful he gets. He's not coming back to MLS anytime soon. Hopefully not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, when he's thirty, so unless MLS j- jumps like several tiers here in the next couple of years, yeah. But Sargent, that Sargent's just got such a knack and nose for the goal. I mean, he's he's not necessarily going to score the prettiest goal. Sometimes he is. Don't get me wrong, but he's just got a nose for the goal that he scores. You know, he's going to p- 
pounce on a keeper making a mistake. He's going to pounce on a defender making a mistake. He's going to be running and pressuring. He, it'll be so much fun to see him and Way and Pulisic out there. I know not this series, but in sometime in the future, all that quality out there. Yeah, Sargent has scored uh, the last two weekends for Werder Bremen, Werder Bremen's two side. Yep, and I believe he's getting the call to be on the first team for at least, you know, probably on the bench. Yeah, but they're they uh they rate him there. He's been on their radar for the first team, so the guy that's ahead of him on Werder on Bremen, Werder Bremen, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was on the the two team last year. And actually they were I think Sergeants and they're in division four right now. The and last year they were in division three. That guy hardly scored and he's above Sergeant on the pecking order and Sergeant's out there just killing it right now. So there's a good chance that he can pass him up pretty quick. All right. That game, USA Mexico or USA Brazil is on <laughs> Friday. I was looking at the next one. F S one and Unimas. Nice. Good, I didn't have that info. Good job, Bob. <laughs> and then made himself useful. <laughs> and then next week, U.S. and Mexico in Nashville, which I think I'll be there. And Brazil takes on El Salvador. Yeah, don't forget. Don't care. <laughs> okay, well, because of the U.S. game, and even though it's not over there, and it is, it is in America, right? The Brazil friendly. Yeah, it's in like New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, but don't don't forget like Scotland with Johnny Russell and Hungary with Shallow. Oh yes, there you go, there you go. That's my segue. And, and our players Rubio and Jalen Lindsay for the U.S. U20s is playing games. So and and then Diego's in like yes. the Far East. There we go. So our players have gone over there. So I'm going to leave you with the same artist as our intro and outro, the Vanden Arms. But this is another this is one of my favorites from them. Uh, it is called Over There. So go USA and go sporting. We're the red and the white and the blue and we're coming for you. We'll take on the world and we'll take you too. So stay standing tall, proud and true. We're the loud and the proud. 90 minutes rowdy in the crowd. The Yanks are And the blue.